Hi everyone, before we get into this week's show, we wanted to thank all of our listeners for supporting what we do. And now we've got a new way you can show your support by buying us a beer. Yep, we don't make any profit from doing this, but we want to grow this thing by putting a bit of money into getting the word out. So if you would like to help us out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod to show your support for just £3. Loads of our wonderful listeners have been and bought us a beer and we massively appreciate that. Thanks so much. So that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod. Thanks for listening. Here's the podcast. <laughs> I need this. I just yeah. thought I, I just thought Mac was about to die for good. Yeah. Everybody, uh you're very lucky to have us this this week, everybody, because Greg's Mac just gave us a massive, massive scare. Yeah. How many times did you start that? One, two, oh. and one, two, three, four. I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films. Cheesy films. Superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. To nobody else that had any context, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it kept it coming. for us. <laughs> I did a restart and it kept coming up with the Apple symbol where it does the white line and then it went up really slowly and then it started again and it did it about five times. And then I got onto the log-on screen and it did it again. I thought, this is it. It's been eight oh, years, no. brother. Eight years. <laughs> That's why I just don't even try it with mine anymore. I just use my work laptop. Yeah. Well, while I was waiting, I've just watched... Um, the 10 most unbelievable boxing moments, according to Sky Sports Boxing on YouTube. <laughs> Are you into boxing? No. Nope. <laughs> I didn't think so. I've never spoken to you about boxing ever. <laughs> um, it's worth it, though. It was good. What, it was, what good. was What was number one? I'm actually on... Uh, I've just done number two or three. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you who it was, okay. if I'm perfectly honest. Maybe that was number one. Who knows? Some punches thrown. It was, a, it was these... Between two boxers... Yep. Yeah, and they, they were, they were That's, it. That's it. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Well, no pacifists we are. Well, uh, I believe, yeah, because I, I prefer the uh, predetermined uh, matches of the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. well, how are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. I, you know, the sun is still shining. Life be good. Mm. I, f- I feel like I'm relaxing. I've got a, I've got a beer here. I've finally handed in this stupid assignment that I left for eighteen months and gave myself literally literally a week to complete <laughs> it. It's like this like massive like professional development project thing. So I've better bloody pass now because I've been literally mm. staying up till midnight, getting up at six in the morning just to try and get oh, it done dear. in a week. For oh, I had some fun in between. Um, good yeah. <laughs> so what did you do this weekend tell me tell me all uh, about it I what did I do so Friday night we're, so we've got a new thing with some of my kids friends parents where <laughs> parents <laughs> they're, they're, they have um, swimming on Friday night but all at different mm. times but swimming baths are by the park so oh. we all go down we all went down picnic blankets Few drinks every now nice. and then, someone just sling their kid into the swimming lesson and go <laughs> just chuck them into the pond, into yeah. the lake, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then go and get them dressed. And you know, we ordered takeaway to the park. Oh, kids were nice. kids were frolicking, and it was just dead nice. Oh, and then, amazing! And then the next day, I did, did I mentioned last week, went to the, oh, yeah. the brewery with some schoolmates. 
Oh, good. And that was fantastic. We booked the maximum slot you could book, which was one till mm. four. We made yeah. the mistake of thinking that we were going to get kicked out at four. So we mm. kind of drank like we only had three hours to drink. And then <laughs> four o'clock came and nobody kicked us out for another two hours. So oh, wow. it, it escalated somewhat. And we, we <laughs> had, I enjoyed myself as if I've been like unable to do anything like that for like the last 18 months. And uh, yeah. it, was, it was wonderful. <laughs> so yeah, I've been really stressed. Uh, what about you? <laughs> Um, Zach slept for seven hours straight last night, which was good. Oh, wow. That's more than I did. But it was from like seven till two in the morning. Okay. I was probably asleep by about half nine, so that was quite good. Watched quite a lot of In the Heights, which we'll talk about later on. Um, It's funny you say that about the slots, uh, like uh, the the, the the allotted time slots, because we're doing a you know, regular listener and contributor to the show, Christian's um, Hi, Chris. air, air quote stag do in a few yeah. weeks. And yeah. me and Nick, his brother, were both the best best men, best mensch. Um, yeah. We've literally like, we're going to Sheffield as well, which is, I've yeah. not been out in Sheffield for years. It's since <laughs> probably a gig we did a year, like years and years ago. We just essentially got a map of Sheffield and went, right, we're going to start here. Yeah. Let's both let's both get on the internet now and book, you know, two tables at this time. Okay, we'll be kicked out by that point, right? We need this time to get down to here, so we need to book tables for this time. And we were oh, like, right, we're just cool. doing it, and then we we're like, so we basically plotted around Sheffield, and we're like, you know, like we yeah, know exactly yeah, yeah. the times we need to get to each place, and then we're ending awesome. the only place we can end because the uh, you know the no clubs are open or anything like that is Turtle Bay, <laughs> oh, which nice. is going to be dangerous because it's open till like two, but it's happy ah, hour until two, two one, so that's yeah. just going to be oh, awesome. it's going to be a bloody nightmare. That but yeah, Sheffield's anyway. gro- Sheffield's like the like the nightlife's grown since we were there. I yeah, think, it's, it's expanded like, out of the city centre, hasn't it? Yeah, because like Kellam Island wasn't a thing when we. Well, were that's there, where was we're it? starting. Was... Kellam Island. Ah, yeah, you go to the riverside. Um, mm, no, I don't think so. There's a new, there's a new one. Um, yeah. Okay. I can't remember what it's called, but apparently it's like a load of bars yeah. that are like all in like shipping containers and stuff. Oh yeah, and you kind of you, you kind of like sit in the middle and then like order from any bar you want. And stuff. Oh, Pretty cool. that's good. I can't remember that's what it's called. Oh, like steel. So it's obviously something to do with steel. That's pretty sick. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, what did I do this weekend? Um, Saturday, I did something on Saturday daytime. I went for a little skate. On Ooh, Friday afternoon, nice. which was quite good. Still cool. got it. He still yeah, got it. Um, You're wearing a helmet, though. You need to wear a helmet, your helmet. No, it's fine. Um, I'm not doing any sort of high-impact stunts. I did something on Saturday daytime, and I can't for the life of me not remember what it was. Hmm. It's a great podcast, though. This great is, podcast. Uh, anyway, we'll cut that. Uh, went to my parents <laughs> for a bit of a barbecue on Saturday afternoon. Um, nice. nice. And we just sort of like chilled on Sunday. We had a little picnic in the garden right, and went for a little David. walk. What? <laughs> we just David. chilled on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 cool. Good work. Bowl selector. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was it, really. Rock and roll, everybody. Rock and bloody roll. Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Did, good, um, good stuff. What's what's been happening in the world? Have we had we've we've had some beers? Thank you for the people who sent us beers. Yeah, That'll amazing. Keep us going for another few weeks. That's cool. Um, <laughs> so don't forget if you want to support us, you can go to. There's a link in. I keep forget to say this, to people. There's a link in the podcast description. So 
you got it there in front of you. Brandycoffee.com forward slash Downton Film Pod. Hit that now. See what it does. Watch it. You'll be very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Start, just, what, what just does press it do? It. So it's, it, it does that. It does that thing. You know, with a... Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. Mm. Try it out and see. Sense the tone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. I've been up yeah. since, like, quarter to five this morning. Oh, so. Man. But it was one of them, I just couldn't fall back to sleep. So I was just on Twitter, yeah. looking at crap What's happening on the Twitter? I watched some oh, of that, um, just out of curiosity, I watched some of this GB News channel the other day. Oh, no. I don't want to promote The racist it, like, news. Yeah, the racist <laughs> news. It's about, like, yeah, UK Fox News. Oh, my word. It's like... It's bad. It's like... I, w- I want to say it's like a school project, but I'll be disrespectful to the, like, the kids <laughs> I teach and stuff like that. It's just diabolical. It's like yeah. the, the, the sound issues are awful. Like, it's like I saw the thing with everywhere. I saw the thing with Farage getting cut off by co-op pizza advert or something no, like that. Not, it was like fantastic. I've, I've not seen that, but it's just I just put it on for a few minutes, and well, when I first put it on, it froze, um, like <laughs> going into like the titles or something like that. And it just hung there for literally about five minutes. It's just awful. It's just really, how, really awful. How can a news like outlet or news channel want to take themselves seriously by yeah. having Dan Wooten or Wooten? Oh, the is he worst the guy who did pers- the sun? The, the worst sun? person on the planet having, you know, is, having them as a legitimate sort of anchor. The one who had got Colin in the sun or something. I think right. it's the Daily Mail. That he right, does, okay. and he is literally just the worst person in the world. Yeah. And, and uh, a <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Um, the other thing is, uh, did you hear about them? They someone sent in messages to them, and they read them oh. out. They read out the oh, messages. Yes, and they were well, from from. Be careful how I say this. Um, yeah. Mr. H- Mr. Hunt, first name. Okay, Michael. yeah, 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 yeah. Michael yeah, yeah. Hunt, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mr. Mr. Oxlong, first name, <laughs> first name Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they read him out! Oh, they read him out! I love that. Did you ever see, I, 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 it pops up on like Twitter and Instagram every now and again, and it was... Um, before uh, I only know that this is a channel, this is a program now. It's because after milkshake on Channel Five in the morning, it's with me, Jeremy Vine. Oh God! Every yeah. morning and before yeah. Jeremy Vine, it was the right stuff, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this guy right. who just always used to ring up, like actually answer the question, but then just go. And I just want to say, Janet, you're a. B- <laughs> like every single time and he was like whoa we're really really sorry about that really sorry okay who we got on the line oh hello I just want to say Janet you're a bitch I hate I hate listening to Jeremy Vine on Radio 2 at lunchtime because yeah. it's just just like give a give airtime to absolute morons about stupid <laughs> yeah. stuff now what I think is it's just just excruciating anyway uh, David what is yes. coming up on our fantastic <laughs> broadcast media um, format today? <laughs> Welcome to Dads on Film with me, Dave Gash. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the thing that cracks me up about Jeremy Vine, it's like he takes it so seriously, and it's like we're talking about the next lockdown. Is it going to happen? Are we going to go longer? <laughs> is it going to be extended for a month? And we're also talking about what's your favourite type of cheese. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! Like the man, he must be desperate. <laughs> anyway, Greg, thanks for yeah. asking that wonderful, wonderful question. 
Next, we're going to look at last week's homework, which was Coffee and Cigarettes, the best film I've ever seen. Then we're going to look at the news. Next, we're looking at the first of two brand new films out this week, uh, the Lin-Manuel Miranda written In the Heights. Then we're looking at the new Bob Odenkirk thriller, comedy, nobody. Our social adieu this week is the classic E.T. I still think I'm doing it in the uh, Jeremy Vine voice. Yeah, you are. <laughs> then we've got everyone's a critic, leave us lockdown. We'll be getting aboard the movie train. Choo-choo. <laughs> Choo choo. Thank you. Okay. Choo choo. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we're going to be looking at what's on the box next week. Shall we do this, Greg? Let's do this. Excellent. <laughs> what's your favourite lord? Lord of the dance? Yeah. Lord of the flies? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Richard uh, Richard Madeley thing today? Oh, yeah. It's about like, Hitler Youth. So oh, my word. They actually. Um, they hung a lot of uh, Nazis, didn't they? Uh, yeah. You know, where, well, after the war. But what they didn't do was uh, hang the hell of you. It's so entertaining. Bless him because he's just—he's so like enthusiastic. He's yeah. like he is—he is a dream, isn't he? Like he's oh, so good, he's wonderful. He's oh wonderful. my god! It's just a matter of time before poor, he says he, he yeah. says something he really doesn't mean. Poor, poor Judy was like Richard. I'm not doing any of this with you anymore. If you want to do any, if you want to do anything, you do it on your own. <laughs> poor Susanna Reid, her eyes were just like, uh, what, what are you saying? <laughs> what is coming out of your mouth? So, Greg. Yes. Here we, we, here we, we come. The choo-choo. It's all aboard the bloody movie train, Greg. And how can I describe this week? I want to say that we shot ourselves in the foot with this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Would you agree? <laughs> right. Listen. Talk I've me got... through the movie train. Where are yeah. we, Greg? Where we are, are we on we, the movie train? We are on the beaten track. I mean, this line... <laughs> Need some TLC. We're not even on a train anymore. We're on one of those little things where we both take a, you know, part of the lever and we yeah, pump what it. What are they? To what, like, are, what are they yeah. called? I don't know. Someone Whatever. tell us what they're called. You, the push lever. Because <laughs> everyone can see us doing this, Greg. <laughs> yeah, you know the one. You know the one where we stand on either side. Oh, like a seesaw on a track. But yeah. you're on or, them. or we've like we've not we've not got tickets. We've sort of climbed on the back of an, you know, an open sidecar or something, yeah, not yeah. sidecar, you know what and, I mean? And we're just hitching a ride like, uh, you know, the littlest hobo or something like that. It's like some part of some cartoon and like Cameron, Cameron Rowland who <laughs> gave us this is like, it's like the bad guy and he's like sniggering <laughs> yeah. at, at the junction because he pulled the lever and sent us down <laughs> yeah. this beat <laughs> Oh, anyway, anyway, he he centers down um, the the beaten Bill Murray track. um, (laughs) No, no, Kate Blanchett. It was Kate Blanchett. So sorry, Kate Blanchett track uh, down to coffee and cigarettes, which is the two two thousand and three Jim Jarmusch. Collection anthology of vignettes, short stories that, and he started off, I think, sort of early nineties, maybe um, making these individual ones. I think there were three of them, and then added a load more. And each each one centers centers around uh, two people who are usually sharing coffee and or cigarettes. And uh, there's you know quite quite a cast to it. You know, you got uh, Stephen Wright, Steve Buscemi, uh, Iggy Pop, Tom Waits. Uh, Vinnie Vella, 
Kate Blanchett, 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 yeah, Blanchett. Uh, Meg White, Jack White, uh, Alfred Molina, Steve Coogan, Bill Murray. Anyway, the list goes on and on and on. And, right, surprised here, I think I, I can tell what's going for you. I, I've i not hated it, right, because each of these, each of these between five and ten minutes, I think there's 11 of them. Right, and they're all sort of single, single set, all set around usually in a cafe or around a table or something like that. And there's usually two characters. Sometimes there's a third character, like a waiter or something that's involved. And it's just conversation. And some of the conversation between one vignette and the next links. There's some like little sort of um, su- like subtle little like bits of dialogue, for instance, or little themes other than the coffee and cigarettes that you sort. Of, See popping up from one to another. Now, don't get me wrong; some of them are rubbish, and and <laughs> and, and you know, in in quite a few of them, the act, like the acting is awful. They're all it all in black and white, but I can't describe it. Like once I started watching one, I found it a bit, a little bit like coffee and cigarettes. I found it strangely addictive. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> yeah, see what it is. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, you know, knowing knowing it probably wasn't great for me. I still wanted more, and uh, yeah, I just like thought, oh, I'll just I'll just watch the next one. I'll just watch the next one, um, and yeah, some of them made me chuckle a little bit. Some of them were just like, what are you on about? This is a little bit, all a bit weird. I mean, it's all, it's I mean, it's clearly it's so very self indulgent, and yeah. and you know, everyone's sort of very proud proud of themselves in this for being a part of it, and. But I don't. I can't describe it. There's something that was I just found quite intriguing. So I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Yet hmm. I kind of think you hated it. Go on. Well, first of all, let's talk about the finest acting work of the one, the Thesp, Mister Iggy Pop, and <laughs> yes. Miss Meg White. Re- yeah. Really, the uh, you know the MVPs of this film in terms of their fine, fine acting work. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> oh, I hated it. It was awful. I just, really? you know what? It just, right. There's things about it. All right, okay. I, I get it. I get what he was doing yeah. and why, you know, he just wanted, you know, this kind of art project. And some bits of it I didn't mind. There's a Kate Blanchett um, like section where she plays two characters. I quite enjoyed that. The Bill yeah. Murray one with Rizzer and Gizzer from uh, uh, Wu-Tang yeah. Clan. You know, it's Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. So, it, you know, that's fine. Quite quite funny, quite enjoyable. But other than that, I just hated all of it. Really? <laughs> really? It was like, it was just like things like Tom Waits is in it, right? Yeah. And, for me, Tom Waits is this sort of mysterious figure, almost like almost like a, a Bowie esque figure, or or like um, yeah, I don't know, like Mick Jagger kind of. You know, like they don't they choose their projects very very wisely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they're not in they, they didn't just do stuff for the sake of doing things. But for me, it was more it was it was less like um, uh, it, it was the first person I said. Oh yeah, it, it, it's less Bowie, more Bob Dylan. But the must be Santa Bob Dylan. Did you ever, oh, yeah, you ever see the yeah, video? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. the most heart melting, like just like soul destroying thing. Oh, just, oh, just oh, must of, be yeah. Santa. Yeah, yeah, it's awful, yeah. and it just ruins that sort of that mystery behind you know behind him. Yeah, and I'm just yeah, like, yeah. why is Tom Waits in this? Like, must yeah. all right, they must be mates, and he's somehow convinced him to do it. But I'm like, sure. just shouldn't have done it. It's awful. I suppose um, in a similar way, Jack White's got the same sort of you know 
mystique about him, hasn't he? To a certain extent, but Jack White kind of pops up in more things and he does more interviews and, you know, that sort of stuff. You see Jack White a lot more than you do, you know, Tom Waits. Do you not like the Alfred Molina, Steve Coogan, who's just like playing? I really enjoyed it because Steve Coogan kind of, he always, he plays on this character where it's just him. It's not. It's yeah. not almost not a character because he is this sort of like <laughs> arrogant, stuck up, like yeah. doesn't particularly like people. Yeah, yeah, doesn't want to be that. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that. That made me laugh. Just, uh, you know, some of them were fun little snippets into people's lives, but mainly they were just forced. They were unnatural, poorly acted scenes that felt overly rehearsed. Yeah. You know, the, the Iggy Pop one was so rehearsed, it was awful, yeah. um, robotic and fake. And it just felt like, it felt like a film student's final exam and yes. like one one huge in-joke. But you know what it was? Didn't get it. <laughs> just didn't get the joke. So, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all right. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why. There was, I just found something sort of quite charming about it and, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't mind stuff like it, you know, like like that, these kind of vignettes. The, it's, it's called like pa- Pantheon Cinema, it's called, where sure. like basically, you know, it, you, you have one self-containing thing and then there's lots of different, you know, stories and stuff going on. I like that. I enjoy that sort of stuff. There's a horror film called, in fact, there's a horror film called VHS and right. um, Eric Branco, old friend of the show. Uh, I think he directed one, one of the little shorts in it and things mm. like that great you know i like that sort of thing but for this i just didn't see the point in it do you know what i mean and but in in in, in another sense I, I got it and i got why he was doing it you know it was it's it was exploring different characters and you know and different themes and that sort of stuff but i just thought it was rubbish i just oh, think he just didn't execute yeah. it well in the slightest oh. so unfortunately there you go would you say gregory this film is black hawk down or Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town, which is about a gang of tough women bikers uh, who are the only thing that stand between a crowd of zombies which have been accidentally let out of their secure cave and those still alive in the town will not last very long. Well, as intriguing as this is, Dave, sod you, <laughs> I'm going for Black Hawk Down. Oh, yeah. you fool. Well, I'm going for Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town, Greg. All right. Where can we see this film, Greg? It's available to rent for, <laughs> it's available to rent for two pound forty nine on Amazon Video. Oh, oh I'm glad I don't smoke. <laughs> what a spoilt sport. <laughs> <laughs> This, I'm staying on this, it was rubbish, <laughs> is the news. Let's go. Right, this isn't going to last long. Right. What Here's your first bit of news. Greenland 2 has been announced. Oh, ace. <laughs> that was the news. Is that it? Is that seriously <laughs> it? Literally no news this week whatsoever. There was a rumour flying around that Rowan Atkinson was signing on to Knives Out 2, but... I've, uh, I was looking into a bit more detail and people are saying it's not true, but some yeah. places are reporting it. So I don't know unless it's some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of surprise or, or something t- like that. I'll tell you what I'll do. If if anything comes in in the next 24 hours, yeah. we'll put in we'll put in a WhatsApp voice note exchange yeah. here. Just here. Hey, hey, we have some news. And this is definitely a voice note on Thursday morning, watching Peppa Pig with two children. Um... 
So yeah, it's just been announced that Hugh McGregor and Mark Strong are going to star in uh, a film about uh, Everest, but in but in this case, it's about uh, George Mall- Mallory. Uh, so the first guy, obviously, uh, who well, you know, the whole mystery behind it is is whether he actually made it to uh, the top of Everest or not. Ben Spanton on the sofa, um, but directed by uh, Doug Lyman, who. Directed Edge of Tomorrow, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, things like that. So I can imagine it'd be a little bit action-y. Um, but yeah, quite excited. We all love you, McGregor, don't we? Let's face it. I've got one too, David. I uh, I've just read about the uh, you know the long-awaited Peter Jackson Beatles Get Back um, that we've been speaking about for a while now. This is the um, this is the colorized uh, footage from. You know the Let It Be uh, sessions and the rooftop uh, gig, the famous rooftop gig, um, and there's 55 hours of unseen footage that has been, you know, put into well, they just announced three two-hour um, sort of episodes, if you like, of, the, of a documentary that are going to be shown on consecutive nights in November on Disney Plus, so 25th, 26th, and 27th of November, and. Uh, I've just watched, I don't know how long this five minute teaser has been out, but I've just watched that for the first time and it just looks magic. Um, it's just something about seeing it in colour in that way it makes it feel so current, like especially watching John. It's just it's just something amazing about him. Like he, he looks like he looks like he could be in a band that exists like now and it's just really, really like weird, but in an incredible way. Um, watching them all interact together and sort of having fun. I mean, I know a lot. We've seen loads of footage before, but never like this. Never in colour, sort of treated in that quality. And um, I, for one, cannot wait. Don't watch yep. coffee and cigarettes. <laughs> and that was the news. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm quite looking forward to Greenland too. It won't be, it won't be good. What's going to happen? I think that <laughs> it's called something like uh, Greenland Two: The Migration. So it'll be them. I think the world will be like, you know, there'll be habitable places other than Greenland. So they'll be, I'm sure they'll be trying to move. But I think the world will be like, they'll turn it into this like post-apocalyptic thing where the people are mutated, and I guarantee it. So I kind of feel like. It's the classic, like they, you know, they, they rolled the dice on it. Everyone thought it was going to be rubbish. People quite liked it, and now I kind of feel like saying, "Guys, guys, guys, we said we liked it. We didn't say we yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, it." Yeah, yeah. It was a total fluke. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The lightning's not going to strike twice on that yeah, one. Absolutely. Uh, there you go. Cool. Cool. Our first new release of the week, then, which actually I think it comes out today. I yep. think we saw some previews, didn't we? We, we managed to get we did. get on the previews of this film. So this is the new, um, well, new, maybe not so new, depending on the way you look at it. Um, but this is In the Heights. So this is uh, the film that was uh, based off Lin Manuel Miranda's first um, Off Broadway musical that was that you know was was, was that was released. He served as a writer and executive producer, but it's directed by John M. Chu, who uh, directed some of the GI Joe films, but also 
Uh, got quite famous recently by directing the uh, Crazy Rich Asians film, uh, which was just yeah. massive. Not seeing it, but meant to be huge. Um, yeah. So, Greg, would you like to tell us a little bit about In the Heights? Okay, so on the, I guess it's this was planned anyway. So I don't know what order things were going to happen before. <laughs> obviously, people have known about Lin Manuel Miranda because of Hamilton, but he's obviously got much bigger and better known since the Disney Plus release of of the Broadway. Um, yeah. Filming of the of Hamilton last year, but that wasn't slated to originally to be released. I think until later this year originally. Okay. Um, and obviously, like Lin Manuel Miranda's um, been involved in things like Moana and like other yeah. bits and bobs. But I'd be interested to know, you know, how much this would have been marketed in that if it wasn't for the sort of the success of Disney dropping Hamilton. Um, well, originally. It was supposed to be made in 2011, so this so that was before this film the yeah this film before the right. whole Hamilton oh, wow. the whole Hamilton hype um, yeah because it you know it, it did quite well off Broadway um, yeah so the rights were you know sold and shipped around so some I can't I can't remember off the top of my head who was supposed to be directing it but it, it was it was slated for either release or production in 2011 yeah. but then. You know, it got stalled uh, and then obviously went into limbo and, you know, 10 years later it's yeah. been made and then and then actually released. Okay. Obviously cool. off so, the back of Hamilton. But I per- personally, sorry to just cut in, I don't think that... And I think everybody, you know, let's face it, Americans knew about Hamilton because it, it's been this phenomenon. It's yeah. only sort of Europe... That have jumped on it now that we've you know we've had the Disney Plus thing. So sure, yeah. you know the yeah. Disney Plus one came out what? June last year. June last year was it? Okay, June yeah. July last year. So this film was obviously well like already in production. So mm. it was you know so it was well underway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it, I mean, and it and it had a pretty big budget anyway. I think from what mm. from what I understand. Um, so yeah, it, so contrary to what people might have seen. Of Lin Manuel stuff, a lot of people only know him from seeing Hamilton on Disney Plus, the stage show. So this is yeah. live action, but he wrote it and he wrote it um, before Hamilton. In fact, the story is that um, when he was uh, going on holiday on the back of success of mm. In the Heights, that's when he picked the book, picked up a book about Hamilton, yeah. and that's when he got inspired um, to write Hamilton. So um, it's. It's live action and it's set in Washington Heights in uh, New York. It's like, I think it's like the uppermost part of uh, upper north, most north part of Manhattan you can get yeah. uh, in New York, and it's a sort of um, an area of New York that's inhabited by a lot of uh, Latin American people. And yeah. the story follows Anthony Ramos's uh, Usnavi, um, <laughs> who who runs a bodega and he's uh, bought up by this sort of matriarch of the area. Who, uh, what's she called? Um, Abuela, and there's other people that she she's sort of raised, and there's sort of big big sort of community here, and it's basically a love story. Sort of, he sort of falls falls for someone, but at the same time, he's got these big dreams. He wants to get, he wants to go back to the Dominican Republic, doesn't he? And um, mm. sort of sort of set up there and follow his dream there. But the person he falls for wants to go to downtown Manhattan and be a fashion designer. And mm. there's but there's this sort of like web of characters to sort of interweave um, that there, there, there's no there's no antagonist per se um, yeah you know it's there's no sort of I mean that it all back it all counts down to 
as, as it's going through, it's counting down to this blackout. And there's a big blackout, yeah. which apparently is inspired by a big Washington Heights blackout that's in some, something like 1999 that actually happened. Um, and it's the middle of summer and it's all very hot. Um, it's But, it's, you know, it's so very different to Hamilton in its feel. It's mm. very, there's no darkness to it. It's all very sort of bright colours, dancey, and everybody's happy. I'd say it's much more class, even though all, a lot of the music is sort of like, you know, Latin American inspired, very sort of Hispanic. Um, yeah. It's all much more classic musical, even though there's yeah. uh, there's little bits of sort of hip hop in there and things like that. Um, but whereas, and I'm going to keep comparing it to Hamilton because that's the main work I know of Lin Manuel mm-hmm. Miranda. Whilst a lot of Hamilton is sort of structured, catchy songs, and the story sort of happens to be in the lyrics, this is more. A lot of the music is just melodic script, melodic dialogue yeah. and things like yeah. that. You know what I mean? There's nothing, there's maybe one or two tunes that have stuck in my head that are like, oh, that was pretty cool. So it's yeah. not got sort of that element to it, It, but it, it's got it's got this small sort of show tune vibe. I think w- what it has got as well, it's got this amazing, amazing flow to it. The choreography is really impressive. Um, yeah. I think what I was worried about is how they would get the magic of the stage show because one of the most amazing things about watching sort of live theatre is the way they use the set design and you know so in Hamilton they had the sort of spinning turntable and you know I say all this bear in mind I've never seen In the Heights and I'm not sure I'll ever get the opportunity to but I was thinking, I was kind of thinking, how are they, how are they going to make up for that? Because for me, that's mm. a big part of musical theatre. Yeah. But there were some quite interesting things they did. They used the sort of like, uh, you know, a local Lido as part of the set. They did some really cool things where very clever looking stuff where they um, turned t- turned the camera on on its on, on ninety degrees and people started like walking up the side of the buildings yeah, and dancing yeah. on the on the windows and things like that and that was all very clever. If I've got one criticism about it, I you know I've probably got a few criticisms about it because I didn't enjoy it as much as Hamilton and I did find it a bit too. Oh, this is a bit and this is what I find with a lot of sort of classic musicals. This is all a bit too in like sickeningly joyful for too yeah. long a period. So, like this yeah. is quite yeah, actually yeah. exhausting you know, how fun and poppy this is. Um, but also the fact that some of it was so obviously a soundstage. Like there were little yeah. bits where you could say they did on location in, in New York, but there's a lot of it that's clearly on a soundstage. But, you know, what are, the main thing I could say about this film, if I, was about, if I was to sum this film up in one word, it would be sexy. It's a sexy film. Yeah. There's something it's a sweaty really, film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But there's something <laughs> sexy about all of it, and 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 I really, really like that. Um, you know, it's it, it's fun. I, I, I really like. The, I just want to speak a bit, a little bit about the experience of going to see it. I, my cinema does these. It started doing this since it opened this time round. Does these infinity screenings? So if you're like an equivalent yeah, of an yeah, unlimited yeah. member. Yeah. The previews that are quite often on the Monday before the release on the Friday, Monday or Tuesday before the release on the Friday, you, you can only book on if you're Infinity member. You can you can book on a plus one, yeah. but because of that, the atmosphere in my screening was awesome. Yeah. Like it, it was full of people. Obviously not full. It was only like half capacity because it was COVID. But it was full of people who were clearly all regular cinema goers and um, all really excited to be there. And also 
Hamilton fans because there's a couple yeah, of yeah. like really really cool references. Like, there's the obvious ones like Lin-Manuel Miranda pops up there. I'm not going to mention there's a couple of other people who pop up at yeah, some points yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. it. It's really really cool. And there's one particular bit where you hear a bit of music and yeah, and the, like the, the reaction mean, yeah. of everyone in the cinema is just like, oh yeah, cool. Everyone else recognizes <laughs> that as well. That's really really cool. Um, That's cool. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I did enjoy it. I didn't absolutely love it. But I enjoyed it and had a really good experience experience out at cinema on Monday with my wife. What did you think about it? Um, yeah, to be honest, it felt quite similar. It's obviously much more your classic musical. It's got nods to kind of like, um, you know, the obvious ones like West Side Story, West Side isn't Story, it, I suppose. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, it's you know, it's it's not West Side Story. It's not, you know, you, as you say, you don't have your, your sort of um, antagonist and that sort of stuff. But um, it is quite clearly, uh, you know, influenced by and and what what, funny little story is um uh steven spielberg's doing a remake of uh, west side story which is due to come out next year or later this year and they were filming at the same time and they were literally only a couple of blocks apart while they were filming um so they were saying actually at one point there's one part of the uh of this and you can actually see the west side stories like food truck in the background of a shot because they were literally so close to each other, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's obviously quite influenced by your more traditional sort of... Uh, and I, I'm going to say it, and obviously I've not seen the stage show, but I think... I, I, I don't know if this will make, make sense, but I feel like it's influenced by more of your your film musicals. Do you know what I mean? Like your classic La, La, sort La, La of... Land sort of thing? Is that yeah, maybe La La Land, but I'm thinking more like you know, your, your, your sort of guys and dolls and, you know, okay. your, your kind of classic stuff. All right, sure. it's, you know, it's not the same thing, but it feels more like, you know, like you say, we're on a soundstage. We've got more of these like big dance numbers. Mm. Everything's far more kind of choreographed and routine than mm. Hamilton. Yeah. You know, obviously everything's routine in Hamilton, but there's not, not in Hamilton, you don't have like a big dance number. Do you know what I mean? A, you know, yeah. or an out and out dance and song routine kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's a little bit different and done Definitely. done in a slightly different way in Hamilton. Um, you know, you can't question how impressive it is at certain times, you know, and Lin, and you can't question uh, Lin-Manuel's uh, talent. And I do have a bit of a soft spot for musicals. And I, I actually, I really enjoy modern musicals, you know, set in, the, you know, in our, our kind of like, you, you know, your, your modern day in these real settings. I feel, I feel like there's something, and I can't, I, I, presu- I suppose La La, it's La La Land that I'm thinking of because I was, I was racking my brains last night trying to think, well, what, what's the other musical that I'm thinking of that's that's far more um, like, well, modern, as it, what's the word I, I'm looking I think, for? Are you looking for like, there's a like, subtle, um, there's a subtlety to a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, so it's not- like, it, it's like there's, 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 there's something quite magical, but also unnatural in in but in a good way um, of seeing everyday things and places in musicals. So you know, like on La La Land, you know they have the big the first big dance routine and, and song is is on the the highway, you know, or all, in, sure. in in a traffic jam. And it's like yeah, yeah, it's things you can relate to. It's, it's more, not, it's more you know, a guy. It's more embedded. yeah, exactly, no, exactly. It's, like, it's not Fred Astaire, sure. you know, running in the rain with his umbrella because you wouldn't do that. But we've been stuck in traffic. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, and, yeah, and I like that. And in this, it's like you know the public swimming pool, or they're in the hairdressers, and it's stuff like that. There's something not particularly impressive about it, but on the sure. other hand, it's super impressive. Do you know what I mean? Do you, do you get what yeah, I mean? Yeah, um, completely. And, and I, I quite like that. Um, but 
it wasn't particularly memorable. Like you, no. I agree with what you say. I, I couldn't really tell you a song like now and I watched The opening it. number. In the Heights. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, no, to be honest, really? I, I probably wouldn't have remembered it. Okay. I know that's the, you know, that's what yeah. it is, but... Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm literally now trying to think of one of the songs. There's one or two songs actually where you're listening to the hook, the hook and the melody of it, and me and Jane both said the same thing coming out. It's like you could, you could, you could hear there was this one, there was this one particular Hamilton song I'm thinking of, where it's right. like, oh, quite clearly that was like almost like the part two of that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, you know I, yeah. I get that. Uh, I get that. Um, but it was all a bit too polished for me and the thing the, the what it was and you know it, it's just how it is on these massive massive productions but it's it's the it's the miming and yes. it, it just <laughs> winds me up and it's so clearly and obviously this is it it's just how it is and it, you know we've we've you know we've had nearly a hundred years of musicals you know what i mean yeah, and, and it's yeah. they've always done it but yeah. i always like it when they don't do it and sure. the, the so no, it doesn't matter how you feel about it, but like lame is, you know, it's the music and the sing is so impressive, and it was all done live, and I Amazing. just think that is just blew me away. And if yeah, they maybe yeah. just like, and again, it's just gonna be so much more difficult in something like this, which is a little bit, you know, there's a lot more kind of going on. Mm. But I just think now yeah. more and more productions are doing that, and I feel like if you if you're not doing it. I'm losing something, and I, I yeah. know that's from you know it's so but, like but stupid way, from it's... me sitting here criticizing them for not singing live. Do you know what I mean? But it's I, like I, I don't know. I kind of lose a bit of connection. But in, with a, it. in a way, it's victim to the fact that the the others started doing it almost like as a stunt thing. And yeah, now it's yeah. common practice. So it yeah, out of place well, it's like it's it. not necessarily a musical. We've had this conversation before about what you class as a musical, but like yeah. uh, a Star Is Born for me isn't a musical. Yeah, but it's a, it's a film that has you know that has live performances sure. in it. But the beauty of that is all the live performances are live, and it's brilliant. Like it's the, so you know the, those again. Doesn't matter how you feel about that film, but the the actual music in it, oh, it's wonderful. There's so one jar, jarring bit in it in that respect for, in this because where. The, the, the one time I noticed it, and it bothered me, Corey Hawkins, who plays Benny, yeah. Heath, Heath from The Walking Dead. Heath from um, The Walking Dead, yeah, yeah. Um, he's in loads of stuff, you know, he's pop, he pops up in a lot. I think leaving yeah. The Walking Dead was probably, like, the best decision he's made because he's in sure. a lot of decent films there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a bit where he's doing a scene with Nina, who's, like, his yeah. girlfriend, next girlfriend sort of thing. And... Um, and he's almost like breathing the words, like whispering the words his lips yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Yet the song's just belting out and it's just like, yeah. oh, it doesn't really work. But a little bit of shout, shout out to Leslie Grace who plays Nina. She's awesome in it. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Melissa Barrera who plays Vanessa. She's the sort of the main sort of love, it, uh, love interest. Um, yeah. But you got to realize uh, Daphne Rubin Vega who, you know, I've seen in, I can't think what I've seen her in, but I've seen her in lo- lo- loads of bits. Um, and like, she's you know, in of, Sex and the City. She's in Wild Things, uh, Blacklist. You know, yeah, loads okay. of little parts like that. We yeah. got a uh, bloody Stephanie Beatrice from uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Santiago. Yeah. Santiago? No, Ain't, no. Diaz but, in okay. uh, in uh, you know Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. We got Jimmy Schmidt as well. I love Jimmy Schmidt because he's he's a uh, he's a villain in an early series of Dexter and oh, he's really? brilliant in it. Miguel okay. Prada, that's yeah. his name. But he pops up in a lot of things. He's Princess Leia's dad as well, just gonna put that uh, out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well yeah. adopted dad. 
you know, oh, cool. obviously, cool. obviously um, you know. Yeah, no, I, you know, there's, there's a lot to enjoy about it. It's, it's absolutely one to see with your, your wife, girlfriend, partner, whatever, because, you know, it's something I think you both enjoy. Obviously, it's based on a stage show, so it's expected to be quite long, although it came yeah. in shorter than I thought it was going to be. Sort of like two, two hours, hours two twenty-two hours. minutes. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Stay. I've, I've I've found it a bit long, a bit too long. Yeah, yeah. Stay for the post credits, especially if you're a ham fan. Um, there's a cool little post yeah. Um, I am just going to say something, just a little bit controversial, and you are going to hate me for this. I get a little bit bored of Lin Manuel Miranda's style. Well. After, I'm just yeah. after a while, I'm a bit about, fed up of that. What about the lyrics? If I'm honest with you, at the end, by the end of Hamilton, I was like, just give me like a big song and dance number. I'm a bit fed up of this hip hop shit. If I'm honest with you, there was a great deal of that in here, brother. But yeah, but there's some, and it's, it's like, like, yeah, all right, mate. It's hard to keep up, and that's why Hamilton takes so many watches yeah, to like get yeah. the story and things like that. Um, but Lin Manuel Miranda himself isn't a great singer, um, right? When yeah. he's in it, but he puts himself in everything. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, then, Greg, would you say this film is James and the Giant Peach or? Blood Beach. I'm going to go for James and the Giant Peach, please. I th- I'm reluctantly going to agree with you for James and the Giant Peach. It definitely wasn't the best musical I've ever seen, but, no. you know, it's good fun. You can switch off and, you know, yeah. and, and sort of let it kind of wash over you, embrace, you know, the cut, like the, the, the kind of the colours and the sounds. And, you know, and it, it is, it's definitely an experience. I, I, I enjoyed that side of things, but I don't think I fully loved the film yeah that makes sense. that's fine yeah, that's, cool. that's cool cool where can we see this film greg uh in the heights is available in cinemas from today right so we got this question sent in okay okay and it was i think it was trending online i thought it was quite it's quite interesting but my sister sent it me so she said Provide me with a movie quote that gives away the film without saying the title. Okay, so oh, yeah. my other sister actually commented back and she said, well, obviously, you're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what we're talking? Uh, Jaws. Yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah. can you think of a film quote that is quite obviously, you know, represents that film, but without giving away the title? Uh, do you know the difference between you and me? <laughs> yeah. I'll make this look good. The thing is, I don't think a lot of people get that one, but I got it straight away. <laughs> hey, old guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, that's, I mean, we've not done Men in Black yet, have we? That's maybe Yeah, that's, well, I think we, that, need to, that we need to do that. That's you? I think that's definitely so with you. Yeah, yeah 100%. Okay. Um, what about stuff like... Um, I thought of one then. What was I going to say? Phone home. Which well, links to a bit later, later on. That's quite obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I mean, else? I think most classics loads, you can, that you can do, you can do in like one line and people watch yeah. it together. It's like, yeah. yeah. I like the ones where it actually does say the title. Because yeah. whenever I hear the title of a film, in a film we go, oh, oh, he said it. Yeah. <laughs> so like... Yeah. It must be some... Oh, you're not seeing it. It must be some sort of 
Hot tub time machine. <laughs> and he just yeah. like looks at the camera. Love it. Um, well, if anybody else has any, you know, great examples of that, send them in. I'd, I'd love to hear what you what you got to say. You think I'm funny? Funny how? Funny how? Like a clown. That's one of the best films. That is honestly <laughs> one of the most tense film, like tense scenes in a film yeah. ever seen. Joe Pesci. Yeah. The best thing he did until Home Alone. <laughs> well, and it was around the same time, you know. Like there was, there was the only like a few years difference. If anything, I think Home Alone came first. Yeah, I'm gonna find it. One and then, and then he went and did The Irishman. Still not seeing it. I have no, no I have no intentions of watching that film. No. Um, here we go. You know what? I I think there's a year in it. Really? Yeah. One minute. Eighty nine and no, eighty eight and eighty nine. Same year. They both released the same year, nineteen ninety. What? What two complete polar opposites? Amazing. Amazing. It feels like it feels like we've slipped into like public service broadcasting now. <laughs> but it's cool. Well, we won't talk about what we were talking about before. Oh God, no. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, let's do another film. Let's Good. let's do it. <laughs> so, so nobody. also released this week, Greg, <laughs> is the new Bob Odenkirk, uh, we all know as Saul Goodman. Um, Saul Goodman, his new film, Saul Goodman, called Nobody. Um, yeah. Just want to start off with a little joke, Greg. You ready for this? Yes, please do. Okay, so better call Saul, Doc Brown, and Rizza from Wu Tang Clan walk into a warehouse. Never mind. Doc Brown from Ooh. Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. There's no oh, punchline to the joke. The punchline is this: is this film, Greg? Oh, I see. See, oh, because Chris, because Christopher Christ. Lloyd. Uh, yeah, better okay. call Saul, Doc you, Brown, and Rizza yeah. from Wu Tang Clan walk the into a was warehouse. There. When you what? said Doc Brown, I, th- I was thinking. Oh, you thought comedian. that Doc Brown? Okay, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the joke failed. But yeah, good work. Think, Thanks for that. Thinking of Christopher Lloyd. See um, you next week. <laughs> yes, I like it. Lost on me. Sorry. Anyway, nobody is this uh, Ilya Naishula. Nice, Ilya Naishula. Yeah, he's he's Russian. Anyway, it's a, a sort of a, he's directed it. It's uh, written by Derek Colstad and. It stars Bob Odenkirk as Hutch Mansell, who's a sort of um, this sort of normal guy with a normal family, and he's um, and he's got a kid, and he sort of goes about his life, and he kids. plays kids, sorry, and he goes about his life sort of playing the same similar sort of character to Saul in a way, in that sort of like this sort of hapless, early Saul, isn't it? Yeah, like a hapless sort of like you know nothing going his way sort of thing. There's this it starts or opens up with this really cool hip-hop montage of, you know, his week going by, boom, 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 keeps forgetting to put the bin out, coffee, run. He's got this, like, routine. It's, his life is very sort of like, um, you know, um, more, what's the, what's the word? Mundane. Monotonous. Monotonous, that's the word I was looking for. Uh, and um, one night, there's a break-in in his house and there's, uh, there's an armed man and a woman and his son tackles them. And, and it all sorts of goes a bit weird. He suddenly becomes sort of like almost really, really skilled at dealing with them. And then he he ends up basically letting them go. Something clicks in his head and yeah. he lets them go. 
what you soon seem to sort of find out is that actually he's got this sort of this history of um, sort of working as this hitman sort of thing, essentially, isn't it? He's got, they call mm. him later. He's an auditor, and the way they describe him is, you know, he's the kind of guy where if he comes knocking on your door, he's the last person you want to see because he's the last person you will see, sort of thing. Yeah. So where's that effect? And what sort of ensues is this this action caper of the most you know, outrageous standard. It's like, the, but the gore and the violence in it are yeah. on like, um, I kind of want to say on like a Kill Bill level, but mm. almost, but almost like more, more gory in some ways. Do you know what I mean? But it's that sort of gratuitous it's, it's, violence. It's, it's, yeah, but it's kind of, it's a little bit more, it's ridiculous, but it's maybe a little bit more realistic. And a little yeah. bit more, yeah, more gory than Kill Bill because it's not as, ridiculous yeah Kill Bill. do you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and if he's got like i mean think liam neeson with a particular set of skills but actually dialed up what to it like a million yeah. like it's <laughs> it's it's unbelievable but it's so so much fun and yeah. the whole film is full of cliches and it's daft and it's you know and it and it's really derivative it's sort of got so many tropes and things from all other action films but you know what i don't care because i enjoyed every minute minute of it and it's just <laughs> it's just great fun from start to finish and and uh, you know it it's the most in your face you know blatant action thriller to try and yeah. sort of engage that sort of person who likes those sort of things and it it worked for me what did you think um, okay, so I think the first thing to note is Derek Colstead, who wrote it, has written all of the John Wick films. Mm-hmm. And I think, actually, it's a little bit... I felt a little bit sad, actually, hearing, you know, when I found that out, because I, yeah. because it's just a John Wick film. Yes, I, I get that. It, it's yeah. almost like... It's almost like... No, no, and, you know, and that's fine. And, the, you yeah. know, I don't have a criticism of, of, you know, it being similar to a John Wick film. But my, my, my thing was, it's like... It's it's almost like it's John Wick's cousin. You know, John Wick's less cool cousin and, kind of And thing. also, but, if you but, think... John, what's on. John Wick's motive in the whole thing? It's because his dog died, isn't it? And Well, and, his, his wife dies and then they kill his dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they kill his dog. But yeah. the, the whole motive in this is because, you know, they supposedly took his daughter's... Ha- kitty bracelet or something like that so like you know yeah, small sort of yeah. like so relatively small there's, trigger, there's, always a motive for that thing. there's a lot of there's a lot of links to john wick which if he yeah. hadn't been this if it wasn't the same writer i would have been like oh it's quite similar to john wick but it's fine but actually yeah. i'm like it's so similar to john wick and i, right, I, okay, I was yeah, just yeah. a bit like it's quite lazy unfortunately and it doesn't mean i didn't enjoy it you know there's more things no no but there's more things i'll talk about but i'm like it's almost as if quentin tarantino wrote another film and it had like vincent you know it wasn't vincent vega it was somebody else but he had he had a you know two hitmen going to take and he's going to take out his boss's brother instead of his boss's wife you know what i mean or it was like the fox instead of the wolf and it it, i I just I, i thought it was it was so so lazy it was ridiculous ridiculous that's what that's what i mean by derivative it's completely derivative yeah no 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 i and i and i get that and i and but i actually i like all the kind of 70s tropes and that sort of stuff but i'm literally just saying 
oh my God, could he not think of another idea? Because it's just, <laughs> he's just regurgitated yeah. a film he's already written. And I'm like, yeah, oh my yeah, God, yeah. like, that's so yeah. bad. But, but yeah. you know, whatever. But anyway, you know, that aside, um, for me, it felt like John Wick, obviously, <laughs> but meets yeah. Dirty Harry, but also kind of meets Home Alone to a certain extent towards the yes. end. Yes, yeah, it's, definitely. It's got this kind of cool 70s feel, this melodramatic, like, you know, he, he does these stern walks through the rain and, you know, sure, that, and that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. And there's lots yeah. of montages of him, like, you know, questioning perps and, and that sort of stuff. And it's like, oh, it's so cliche, but I'm like, I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, wrong yeah. what's wrong with those cliches from these those seventies like cop films? Yeah. And he's not yeah. a cop, but you know, yeah. great. Why not? Why not? Um I love the fact that it's overly violent. There's there's a scene on a bus which is like oh, oh wow. So and good. with us there's there's all I'm just gonna say is the straw. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a bit of the straw, and I'm like, "Woo, okay, all right, I'm I'm sold, I'm yeah. completely sold." Yeah. Um, you know, Bob Odenkirk, you know, he's, he's great. It, it's soul with a backbone, isn't it? Really, you know, yeah. when, when you break oh, down, he's not pushing himself, but you know, um, you can tell he, you can tell he's in terms of his acting. I don't think he's really pushing himself, but in terms of the action. You know, he put in a lot of work. Apparently, he was training for like three years for this film, or something. And you're right. You're right in that he's not pushing himself in terms of his character acting. But there's something so engaging about that performance that he does in everything. I don't know what it is, and and I think there's something really sympathetic about him. Like you immediately sort kind of like you you on board with him and you feel for him. Whether and that's whether that's in a Saul Goodman, you, you know, who's a really on the face of it, disagreeable character who does some quite yeah. sort of questionable stuff. And the sort of se- same in this, really. But somehow you buy into it and you root for them the whole way. Yeah, it's... definitely. And you, and I think you've got to hand it to Bob, Bob Odenkirk because, you know, all right, we're always going to compare compare the performance to Saul because that's what we know him for. And he's absolutely incredible as Saul Goodman. You know, season four of... Season three, can't remember. <laughs> Maybe season three of uh, Better Call Saul is one of the best seasons of anything you'll ever see. It's incredible. Yeah. But Bo Odenkirk is known for comedy. Yeah. You know, he yeah. he's he auditioned for Michael Scott <laughs> in the office and didn't get it. That's yeah. why I don't know if you're up to it yet. But there's a, in a later season, he pops up in yeah, an episode of of The yeah, Office. Yeah. It's yeah. Because he's he, and he's essentially just playing Michael. But that's the point. Um, yeah. You know, he had his own sketch show in the yeah. 90s, you know, and it's yeah. great, you know, and I, I love him for that. And it, I always like, and I, yeah, I always love seeing comedic, comedic actors, and I'm not going to call them comedians because I think there's something a little bit different there. Sure. Taking themselves out of the box and doing actually something easier because everybody says comedy is one of the hardest things to do. So yeah. that's why I really hold, and whether people like him or not, I hold Jim Carrey as one of the best actors oh, God, yeah, of, yeah. you know, ever because you can do these this dramatic stuff wonderfully. You know, the Truman Show is quite possibly the best film ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then he does all the you know the the brilliant comedy. Okay, well, whether you agree that it's, his comedy is brilliant, but whatever, you know. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, few little criticism: the pacing in the first act is well off. I, you know, it, it, I think it was all a bit all over the place in the first act until okay. they get to the bus, and then it, then it all yeah, kind of yeah, you yeah. know gets a bit better. Um, ultimately, I think it was fun. Overly violent exploitation film with some nice ideas. A solid performance from Bob Odenkirk, but unfortunately, the thing I'm going to hold back to was, you know, it'll always fall into John Wick's shadow because it's too it it's too similar to 
John Wick to be to be a classic, unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's how I feel about it. There's what this, though, Greg? There's this one Christopher Lloyd line that well, oh, God. Bob, oh uh, we suppose we not spoke about Christopher Lloyd and Rizzo, have we? Yeah, that's no, weird. no. So is, the Christopher like, Lloyd stuff I get, and it's brilliant. Why is Rizzo in it? It's so well, weird. Kind of it's the like, second film with Rizzo this week. I know. Yeah, <laughs> he just pops up in the end, doesn't he? Um, yeah. In the, well, he's in it. He is in it throughout, but he just pops up at the end. Of the end. There's a little um, nod. Did you pick up on like the the photo? In his in his dad's room, right. I'm not sure. So there's just one little like shot, and there's this photo, and it's Christopher Lloyd, and yeah. then two little boys, and like a, a a black kid and a white kid. So it's obviously uh, them. So whether he's adopted him or he's his, you know his adopted uh, cool. brother or something okay. like that. Uh, yeah. They don't really give any information away about it. I, I kind of like that. There's this, this Sorry, nice on. explanation where not explanation. There's this nice little sort of exchange between. Um, him and his dad, uh, Hutch and his dad, and he's at his at his house, and he says, "Or oh, it's his care home, or whatever." He says, "Dad, there's this thing I've got to do." And he goes, "Well, you best go do it." Well, you best go and do it. <laughs> it's just I will crazy. say, I struggle to understand some of the stuff Christopher Lowe was saying at certain times, but I think, him. come on. But he, he I love how the fact DeLorean. that I don't going it to eighty eight. Is it ruining it too much to say that it's it's impressive that? He, yeah. he more than gets out of his chair towards the end. Of yes, <laughs> and I'm gonna maybe. All right, okay. Put I'll, I'll bleep one word in this. Apparently, I was reading yeah. some trivia. He insisted on carrying <laughs> himself. Oh, cool! <laughs> so like, got no help from anybody doing yeah, it, which is yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, Greg. Um, Mark has sent us a few little voice notes. Okay, let's hear them. Hello boys, um, so as you know I'm, I'm away in uh, Leeds this weekend and I'm on my own, I've got a bit of time to kill so I've decided to come to the cinema. I'm at the uh, Cine World in Castleford near the, uh, the ski slope and it's a very nice cinema I must admit, it's much nicer than the ones we have in Wigan. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go in, I've decided to come and watch Nobody, uh, quite intrigued so I'll, uh, I'll send you a little uh, review at the end of it. Check in later. Okay, so I've seen the film. Um, and I've, I've sort of driven home, I'm back in my hotel room now, and I still can't work out whether the film was a joke or not. Like, I, I, is it really a serious action film, or is it meant to be a bit of a spoof? Because my feeling is that it's meant to be a serious action film. The reason I went watching it is because I was intrigued. I saw the trailer for it when I went watching um, Quiet Place 2 last week, and, you know, it's the guy from Better Call Saul, and it intrigued me because he doesn't strike me as like the lead role in an action film. So I thought, let's go and check it out. And, you know, there's these like, like cheesy, like 1980s action one-liners that, you you know, you'd expect Sylvester Stallone or, or Arnold Schwarzenegger to say, which back in the 80s was kind of acceptable, but nowadays, just no. Uh, but, they, you know, they, they did it quite a lot throughout the film. And I'm just thinking, are they doing this on purpose? Is this is this a joke? Is this like sort of like a, a nod to that in a, in a jokey way? But I don't think it was. I think they were genuinely trying to be serious about it. He's putting on this gruff voice and... It just did not work. If you're into your action films, to be fair, there's a couple of like pretty, you know, like decent action scenes. There's a good fight scene on a bus, um, and there's you know, there's a big shootout towards the end of the film. But the story was like all over the place. Um, like the the like the main trigger that gets him going. It's it's kind of like got a bit like a similar kind of story to like the Equalizer with Denzel Washington. It's kind of got that kind of feel to it. Like you know, it's like a 
um, ex-assassin dude protecting his family, whatever. But I don't know. It just, yeah, didn't work for me. Uh, go and check it out. If you're into your action films, go and check it out, see what you think. But nah, not, not one for me. I think it quite clearly is self-aware and it's tongue-in-cheek. Um, throughout the time. It, it, you know, it, it, it knows what it is. And I think it's kind of just playing playing to that um, as, as much as possible. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it, it knows its influences and it's, you know, it's things like, the, it's like those 70s kind of film. It's, it's those 70s exploitation films, but also those 70s kind of like thrillers. Mm. So, you, you know, like... Um, French Connection, you got those sort that sort of side of things, but then also things like like the the like original like Walking Tall and things like that, these like overly violent kind of um, lone man kind of kind of films, and it's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. For me, it was just more the the laziness of the writer of John Wick. But you know, there we go. Whatever. But if you didn't know, would that, you say you wouldn't? Know, if no, you didn't I, know I, that. I know, and and that's fine. But I think for you know, I'm gonna look into it, and I'm like, oh mate, can you do something yeah. different? Apparently not, <laughs> but there you go. Would you say, Greg, this film is 10 Things I Hate About You or The Barbaric Beast of Bog Creek Part 2? Barbaric Beast of, no, 10 Things I Hate Bog About Creek, You, please. 10 things, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, agree. You know, again, it was it was fine. One thing I didn't mention that I think is really good about this film is the editing. I think it's really, really well oh, okay. edited. Yeah, a lot of, cause, yeah cause I the, like the, the kind of the montage sort of things. Yeah, the, and yeah. and also, you know, there's a way that it's... With these action films, there's there's a certain, like, immersion to... Yeah. yeah good action films give to the action sequences. And the, the, from what I understand, or from what, you know, what you see about looking at them, these these action sequences are things that take the longest to make, you know. Yeah, of course. They'll film like tiny bits at a time, won't they? And then sort of move somewhere else and do yeah. sort of tiny bits at a time. And I, it, and it, all of that doesn't come easily. But And it's a bit like I'll always, whenever I think of like the best action sequences you can get in films, I think of Mag, Mad Max Fury Road because there's so yeah. much going yeah. on in those films. Like with all the vehicles moving down the road, going at sort of like different alignments to each other, different speeds, and you get close-ups here, there, and everywhere, and it's like different angles all the time. Yeah. But, you, but you always know where everything is, and you always know, you know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't yeah. throw no. you, it doesn't confuse you. <laughs> the thing I always say is, and I'm in no way saying, uh, you know, he is the best director ever, because he's not, he can't direct people. But like Michael Bay, who, who does, like, the Transformers films and all those, like, you know, those god-awful films. Sure. But if you look at these these action set pieces, yeah. they're very, very impressive. You know what I mean? And I, I think, he, you know, all right, even the, even the Transformers things where you can't tell what's what, you know, what robot is what. But you got to think, like, the sheer planning that has to go into actually making that mm. sequence. Like, they would be a very good logistics manager in a warehouse <laughs> or something like <laughs> that. Do you know what I mean? Be. So yeah, I, yeah. I do, yeah, yeah. I do, you know, I don't like these, I don't like him as a director, but actually there, there's a part of me that is like, has has a, a, a sort of slight respect for him because it's like you, you are a very well-organized person. That's, that's an interesting point that though, because a lot of these films, you know, a good balanced action film would have these big action set pieces and mm. sort of like, you know, other elements in there as well, like maybe drama, maybe even tender moments, maybe yeah. sort of like a bit of 
a bit of comedy. But why, why should it be assumed by a studio that one guy should be the best person to direct all of that film? Yeah. Where, you know what I mean? Why isn't yeah. someone like Michael Bay just an action set piece director that gets yeah. drafted in no. by studios to do to do the set to do that those bits. But, so yeah. to be fair, sometimes what and and it tends to be when things start going a little bit wrong, studios bring in other directors to kind of finish particular elements of film. So, for example, um, I think it was like the Hobbit. Maybe like the third Hobbit film, which is essentially like a huge battle. Mm. Peter Jackson just wasn't prepared for it. The studio put so much pressure on him to like cut the budget and speed things up. And in the end, Andy Circus Andy Circus was brought on as the second unit director, so basically right. to get all the kind of pickup stuff. Yeah. And he ended up directing like some of the massive set pieces, wow. um, yeah. which yeah. I think is really really impressive. But that actually leads me on to another point. I, mean, this is, I spoke about this film a couple of times the past few weeks, but um, it's the Ben Wheatley film Free Fire, which I watched a few weeks ago. Hmm. And I was talking to you about it. It's like set in the 70s and set in this one warehouse. And it's a really, like really, it's got about 10 minutes of plot at the beginning, and then it's an hour hmm. gunfight. Okay. Yeah. But I watched a bit of a making of, and they were like, the sheer planning behind this that film was just ridiculous because you got to think they're like every single shot you know gunshot was planned mm. out they knew exactly how many bullets each person had they knew exactly how many you know if they were shooting if they were going to miss somebody well there's going to be a hole in that wall right mm. well if we're facing this way you know we need these five actors need to just be you know, over there just lying on the ground not really doing anything and i watched a lot a lot of the uh, making of and they were like honestly it's a lot of the actors were like it's Considering it's a very small, self-contained film, they're like it's the most kind of well thought out, pl- like planned out film we've ever been involved oh, in. Cool. And they also yeah. said it's bloody brilliant. We loved it because they just moved into this warehouse. They had a ping pong table upstairs and a dartboard, and they just yeah. stayed there for six weeks while they <laughs> made this film. And they were oh. like, they just shout us and say, right, you need to just come down and lie on the floor because we, you're not the main person in this shot, but you're in the background. Oh, and it's wow. brilliant. It's so well done, and it's just yeah. super, super impressive. Um, oh, yeah, cool. cool. Oh, I like nice. That. I like it. Little insights and stuff. Um, cool. But ultimately, Michael Bay is not the best director in the world. We, we finished speaking about this film a long time ago, didn't we? And Yeah, we did. <laughs> Where can we see this film, Greg? Nobody so, we're talking about now. Oh, yeah. Nobody is available in the cinemas now. PG Tips. All right, then. So this week's So Solid You slash PG Tips, we've finally... <laughs> PG Tips, we've finally got yeah. there. We are looking at the 1982 Steven Spielberg classic, and it is a classic. A lot of people yeah. would say this is their favourite film of all yeah. time. We are looking at E.T., the extraterrestrial. Oh, my word. Absolutely oh, my wonderful. Word. Yeah. Uh Boy called Elliot, Elliot comes to Earth, he finds him, he befriends him, he keeps him hidden for a bit, he dresses him up in women's clothes, takes him out for Halloween, <laughs> uh, eventually Elliot's Just, parents, yeah, yeah, yeah. parents come down to get him, he has to say goodbye to him, and it's just bloody wonderful. And it's all about the relationship between Elliot and this animatronic thing, which was, <laughs> for its time, to say that this was nearly 40 years ago now, 40 years nearly, 
Wow. wow. Just absolutely unbelievable. Steven Spielberg. Um, it's just absolute classic. You've also got... <laughs> do, you hear that, do you hear that, Jen? 40 years ago, Jen. 1982. 40 years ago. Just want to just <laughs> yeah. reiterate that, Jennifer, Jennifer McGill. 40 30, years ago. 39, Jen. 39. Nearly Enjoy 40 it. years ago, Jen. 1982. Enjoy it. E.T. Um, <laughs> Um, Guess what year my sister was born? <laughs> why? To, right, so Dave, why is this yeah. film? Why did it resonate so much? Why has it stood the test of time for 39 years? What is it about E.T. that is so damn special? Because I'm not denying it. Do you it know is. what it is? Right, okay, I'll tell you exactly what it is. There's a simplicity to the film. Okay, it's a it's a boy and his best friend, and it's it's mm. a, it's essentially a boy and his and his teddy bear, or a boy and his dog, mm. and that that is that's all it is. Mm. The beauty of that, and it, it and it, it's just that 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 sweet, intricate friendship that's there, and it doesn't matter that he's an alien. It doesn't matter if yeah. he was, as I say, if he was a dog or a teddy or whatever. It's about yeah. that wonderful, wonderful connection, mm. and that, yeah. as I say, that that simplicity. It's you know, the creature comes, they make friends, they've got to get him back, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And then and... you can then you can look at it in more detail. Then you can add the yeah. the villains. Then you can add the you know the chase sequences and things like that. But ultimately that's all that's important just those those sort of three yeah. key points and it's it's magic it really and, is and also i mean it it's got that sort of those sort of tender resonances that res, re, resonances so it's tender resonances yeah. that other people would have sort of chime with like um, what what happens to his dad? Do his parents split up, or does his dad die? I can't remember. What it, I think his dad's never. Re- I can't, never around, but his dad's not like, really there. Yeah, he's not but, really but, mentioned. But he's got that emotional hole, hasn't yeah. he? That that ET fills, mm. and um, mm. sort of that's that's sort of like quite poignant there. Um, yeah, it's just it's just remarkable, and actually the the, um, the, the special effects. And it is special yeah. effects, not visual effects. Yeah, it's special, not the, special yeah. effects. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> involved in in making ET and animating them and things like that. Just like absolutely phenomenal when you think about it. it really, sort of still holds up all this all this time later. Which which version was the latest version you've seen? Was it the like the original where it's all kind of animatronics, or was it where they've gone back and bastardized the film oh, and like so you yeah. know? It must be the original because I literally, I genuinely don't think I've seen this film in about. I want to say twenty years. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, 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 I would. I really, really would love to see what Arthur thinks about it. Yeah, I think Matilda, Matilda, Matilda will. She'll love it, but I think yeah. she'll. She'll. You know. She not like, not necessarily it. not get it. I think no, but I think she'd be like, oh, he's really funny. But I think I, I think it'll maybe resonate more with Arthur, and and you know, not to be sexist, but maybe it's because he's. A boy, yeah. you know, and the main, main protagonist is a boy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What they did around the same time they were doing Star Wars, bastardizing Star Wars, was uh, they went back and sort of digitally remastered um, some of the scenes. So there's, you know, the scenes where ET's like head sticks up, and it's quite obvious that yeah. you see him, you see his full body running. And it's quite obviously, you know, yeah, computer. Yeah generated oh, imagery man. and another thing they did which people have kicked off kicked off at I, i'm not too fussed about it but the the big scene where 
the, the bikes finally take off and fly over the over the FBI cars. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the FBI originally stood there and they've got shotguns. And what they've oh, done right. is digitally remove the shotguns so they're, they're holding walkie-talkies. Because <laughs> oh, I, really? I think now it's like, well, the threat of men shooting kids is, you know, it's, yeah, well, that was always yeah. a threat, but you know what I mean? It's a little bit more of a, oh, okay, yeah. I get it, all right, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 okay, wow. So, <laughs> yeah, for me, I think, when, I, I don't have many DVDs anymore, but I had it on DVD and mine was the was the original one. And it's just beautiful. And as I say, you've got, go on. Sorry. They should just leave these. They should just leave these things untouched. Yeah, and it is a bit no, like definitely. with with um, speak about Empire Strikes Back um, last week, weren't we? And with yeah. with Cloud City <laughs> and stuff like that and cocaine. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, um, <laughs> it, it stands up. It stands up. It stands out too much now, doesn't it? You watch yeah. the whole thing and you like Cloud City comes and it's like Jesus Christ, that does not fit in with the rest of the film anymore. Like, yeah. it's it's quite jarring, isn't it? But it's but it's like look at a new hope. So originally the the theatrical release of a new hope, Jabba the Hutt isn't in it. Oh, it's okay. a, a live actor. Oh no, the, but there's, oh, yeah. well, there's it's a deleted scene. So it's oh, and it, it's yeah. a live. It's a guy who plays Jabba the Hutt, and he's not in a suit or anything like that. It's just a bloke, this fat bloke essentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And what they did when they digitally remastered it, they brought they released a few different versions of it. So they put that scene in the fella. And it's so with jarring. The, with and then, hand, and then, hand walking over well, him. And then they were like, <laughs> okay, well, what we'll do is we'll we'll put Jabba the slug in because in Jedi, yeah. Return of the Jedi, the slug's in it. And yeah. then they go, right, but he walks around him. So but he's got a tail, so what we're going to do is, and it's just the worst, worst. the animation. They basically cut out in paint, uh, <laughs> you know, Han Solo lifted him over it. But it's just but, like... That scene wasn't in the original film, so why yeah. have you bothered even... Yeah. Like, it doesn't add anything to the no. film. It's ridiculous. No. Yeah, and it's... then there's a whole argument about who shot... Han shot first and, you know, have you, like, all that sort of stuff. No. In the cantina with... Um, oh, I'm such a geek. <laughs> in the cantina at the beginning with Greedo, uh, Han shoots... Well, there's a bit of a gunfight and, Han, and, and Greedo gets shot and dies. In the original, Han is the one who shoots first because you can see the laser come out first. Yeah, but George yeah. Lucas being George Lucas has gone back and changed it so Han doesn't shoot first. And loads of people, there's a full there's a full film about this. It's called The People versus George Lucas, and right. it's basically about about all this. And they're like, yeah. by taking that away, and I suppose you know it doesn't really, but like people are like. If you remove that side of things, Han is Han is a scoundrel. He's, he's yeah, a pirate. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He would kill somebody. Yeah. You know, in cold blood, but the same. But, but by making the other guy do it, it makes him a bit of a wimp, to be honest. So it's like oh, yeah, you're yeah. removing that side of his character. Yeah, anyway, we're definitely going off on one. What the hell are we talking about? ET. Yes. <laughs> yes. But so what I was saying is the the you know the beauty of ET is those kind of you know that simplicity of the story, and then when you add all these other elements, it makes it even better. So you know, adding essentially magic, you know, the mm. flying bikes. How iconic is the flying oh, bike? So you know, the red hoodie ET in the, yeah, in the basket yeah. and the bikes flying, going across the moon. Bloody Amblin's logo was ET going across the moon, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, and the phone yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just beautiful and it's so iconic. And I think Steven Spielberg just knows or knew, you know, whether you whether he's done much of note in the past few years, but mm. He knew how to make something iconic. Mm-hmm. You look at that. You look at that run: Jaws, Close mm-hmm. Encounters, Raiders, and oh, there's a few in between these. But like Raiders, ET, 
Mm. You know, those four films, they, they'll they always be in people, you know, in the top 100 films of all time. Incredible. It just baffles Incredible. me. And I think E.T. is one of the temples. A wonderful, wonderful film. Where can we see this film, Greg? E.T., The Extraterrestrial, is available to stream on Sky Cinema and Now TV. Isolation viewing, day three, film five, Fury. This is a really great war film. I could tell you about the intensity and grittiness of the battle scenes or the fact that you feel the war weariness of the characters throughout. But instead, I want to highlight a specific scene I'll uh, I'll call the dinner table scene, which I think is utterly brilliant. The uh, the battered characters finally get the briefest of respites and a chance to just feel normal again at the start of this scene when they search an apartment where two German women live. Um, after a short time recuperating, the war comes crashing drunkenly through the door again, and you can just feel the tension and trauma as they begin to as they begin rehashing war stories every single actor around that dinner table puts in an utterly brilliant performance i mean it says a lot when the best scene of a war film contains no explosions or shooting and just dialogue it's great thanks lever thank you lever have you seen fury i have not oh wow it is it is intense. Mm. I was saying earlier about the uh, <clears throat> the funny house scene in Goodfellas being one of the most tense fil- uh, tense scenes I've ever seen. I've ever seen. Yeah. There is a there's a there's a tank. Basically, the whole point of Fury is it's it's uh, I, I I don't know what you call them a, a team, and they're basically they're in a tank in World War Two. Americans. Okay. So it's yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt. It's uh, uh, John. Burnthal, so Shane from uh, from Walking Dead, at uh, all Shia LaBeouf, yeah, uh, and a few others, and it's great. And there's a scene where it's basically two tanks, so the American and the German tank, basically just crossing a field, shooting at each other, nice. and it is so so intense. It is nice. ridiculous, um, and it's directed. By David Ayer, who the film he directed after that, he did a film called Bright, and then he did uh, Suicide Squad, which is dreadful. Um, and it's so so interesting to see in like how directors, the you know, they can do one film that is just amazing and then just uh, trash, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So is really, it's, it's a it's a very very good but gritty, you know, dirty World War Two film. It's, it's very very good. I yeah, like it. Cool. Awesome. Good stuff. Awesome. Cheers, Lever. If you've got a review of a film you've seen recently, send it in for Everyone's a Critic. Do that. Otherwise, we'll be here till Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we will be past Christmas if you send a review in because we'll just keep... Anyway, Ooh. never mind. Thanks. Bye.
Choo choo then, Gregory. It's all aboard that bloody movie train. So we have we are leaving the uh, <laughs> the coffee and cigarettes. I wouldn't call it a station. Let's call it a little. Uh, I don't know. A filling a, a way station. We'll a, call yeah, it. Yeah. What do they call it? Do you get um, them on trains? Probably what, not. What's the thing on Thomas that they have? It's like um, the water tower. Um, yeah. yeah like something like that. Something it's rubbish. It's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a sideline. Um, yeah, it's a detour. Yeah. A detour off the main line. Anyway, I'm thinking of getting back on, back on the main, the main, back on the uh, main line. The okay, if you like. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm thinking about getting on the Steve Buscemi line. Uh, okay, I was looking at the Steve Buscemi line as well, Greg. Yeah, just yeah. to see where we're going. Well, there's Good a lot idea. of stops on the Steve Buscemi line. Let's <laughs> there's a of, lot of stops on the Steve Buscemi let, line, Greg. Let's just think of like some of the places that we could stop on the Steve Buscemi line. I mean, we're, we're going to be passing through. Reservoir Dogs Station. Yeah. Well, yeah the Reservoir yeah, Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, on the back of that, you know, places like Pulp Fiction, Billy Madison, even Fargo, you know. Big Daddy. You know, yeah, Big Daddy, Big Lebowski. Um, oh, what else we got here? But even... We're gonna be we're gonna be passing through Monsters Inc. station. You know, we'll maybe see... Yeah. We'll maybe yeah. see that Randall. line... We'll maybe see that line later on. But... The place I want us to stop at next week is a little bit of an interchange, and because there are lots of lines we can go from here, but it's a it's a real favourite station of mine. And uh, okay, are we yeah. going abroad? Are we going to Russia, Greg? We are going to Russia. We are going to Russia. <laughs> so yeah. I was considering going to Russia as well, Greg. <laughs> okay, so we are going to stop at the Death of Stalin station, which as yes, we are there, is over there. In Russia, beyond, and uh, you know, feet and crafted wonderfully this station by Armando Iannucci, who you know, we've been speaking quite a lot, a bit, a bit, yeah. a lot about Iannucci references as well, Alan Partridge references in recent weeks. But um, there's a lot of places to go from there next week, and yeah, you know, definitely. maybe you or somebody else could take us far beyond from. Death of Stalin Station next week. You know, you got loads. You got Paddy Considine there. You got Jason Isaacs. You know, Michael Palin. Um, you know, it, oh, Michael Palin line yeah. would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Or White House. There's wow. all sorts. There's all sorts we could do. Um, yeah. So yeah, are you up for going to Death of Stalin Station next week? I've been to the Death of Stalin Station so before, but I'd gladly go again. Um, mm. The last time I went there, Stu got a flat tire <laughs> in the Bolton Cinema. Remember Wonderful. it well. It was great. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, Wonderful. I would gladly go to the death of Stalin. <laughs> Wait, that sounds weird, isn't it? Yes. Um, I just, I oh, just, it's a great. It's I a fancy great something film. that I want to see again because we don't get to do yeah, that much. In think, this. You know what? I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just, yeah you know what's thing. weird? Yeah. This week, maybe like Monday, I rewatched the trailer to the death of Stalin, oh, really? and I yeah. thought, I swear to God, and I thought. I need to watch this film again. And yeah. I, I genuinely thought I need an excuse to watch this film again cool. because I, it probably would, although it's absolutely brilliant, spoilers yeah. for next week, yeah. it's f***ing great. Yeah. I thought it's probably not one I might just willingly pop on during a night feed. Do you know what I mean? No, no, I'm uh, with you. But now I'll gladly put it on and I'll probably watch it tonight. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Wonderful. Cool. Well, we go. we'll see you there next week. Yeah, if you guys want to jump on and meet us at the Death of Stalin station next week, please send us a review and let us know your thoughts.
Right then, Greg, so what the hell is on the box for you this week? Right, do you fancy a little bit of Richard Gere and Julia Roberts? No. Oh, right, well, I'm going there. See ya. Pretty woman. <laughs> Pretty woman, 9pm. Sunday night, 9pm, Sunday night. Bow, no, no. <laughs> uh, Channel 5. It's not even the best song in, the, in that film. The best song oh. in that film is... The king of wishful thinking. I don't mean to fall at your feet. Just cause you got me to well, the bone. Speaking of songs in that film, what I can And I won't miss. <laughs> what, what I cannot recommend is the... Bro- uh, uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> the Broadway musical. The Broadway, the Broadway show of Pretty Woman. Because uh, you have made a hole in my heart. And we- now I got to fool myself. I get over you. So and then... No? Okay. We went to. Um, I pretend my chip's not sinking. No? Okay. I'm, I'm genuinely done. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Bow, no, no, no. He's out of wine. I can tell. Um, and some eye drops. Yes. I'm all dosed up. Uh, we had some. We had some money. Uh, given to us for our honeymoon to spend on um, a Broadway show when we were in New York. So we went to the TKTS ticket office and like all the good ones were like two, $300 a ticket, but Pretty Woman was like $80 a ticket. We were like, let's, <laughs> let's go and see that. And uh, I fell asleep because I was still jet lagged nice. and I was, I was absolutely shattered and it was so warm in the theatre and I was like, all the seats did tight and cosy and I was just like, <sighs> Jane looked over and I was just like fast asleep. Nice. Show. But no, but the film's it's, great. It's, it's always that, isn't it? We we went to London and like we did that where blag you know, go to the ticket, the cheap ticket office, and we got like we're like, yeah, we'll watch Chicago that we've you know, we've all seen, and we'll yeah. sit in the gods, but it's fine because we're on the West End and yeah. it's like the worst oh. the worst version of Chicago you've ever seen. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, dear. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, Pretty Woman, Sunday night. Bow, no, 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 no. Channel 5, 9pm. What, what's on the box Good for you, stuff. David? I am going for a film actually. Pretty Woman, earlier, so this is... walking down... See, I'm going to do it to you now. Good. Uh, Saturday, the 19th of June, 11.35pm on Film 4. I'm going for Ben Wheatley's magnificent horror thriller, Kill List. I've not seen it. Okay. It's really, really good. Michael Smiley's in it. Uh, Tyres, obviously, from uh, from Spaced. Um, yeah. Et al., a lot of others, and it's wonderful. It's like this this kind of combination of, like, it's, it's a cross between, like, Wicker Man and, I don't know, some sort of, like, Hitman kind of film. Oh, it's great. It's really, really good. But obviously, as was, as I've said, the past, it seems to be like on a Ben Wheatley thing at the minute, but yeah. he went on to do like a lot of great films, like really, really high regarded films. So cool. um, Sightseers, uh, Field in England, mm. High Rise, which isn't very good, actually. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. like, you know, Free Fire, lots of others. So excellent sort of stuff. So yeah, 11.35, Film 4, Saturday, Kill List. Really, really highly recommend it. It's great. Fantastic. Great. Let us know. What you guys are watching on the box this week with me, Jeremy Vine.
Well, David, uh, it's um, I, I'm flagging, so we need to wrap up. This I'm podcast. tired. It's, yeah, it's, it's late. It's, it's a late on tonight. Nearly eleven o'clock. Let's. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a good. What are you doing this weekend? Anything exciting? Well, it's my darling daughter Matilda's fifth birthday on Friday. It is. Yes. 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 So, uh, um, a little I'm reminder. Just going to do a little. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do really. Um, we're going to. Oh, in, in the park. We're hoping to, if the weather's all right, have a bit of a party in the park with the mates on Saturday. Oh, lovely! Which uh, would be quite nice. And um, yeah, well, Jane's got the weekend off work, so we're kind of going to do not a lot else really. I'm sure you know. We'll do something on Friday, which is her actual birthday, but we're kind of like going to play it all a little bit by ear. What about your good self, sir? Um, ultra at the moment. Uh, ben was due on Matilda's birthday, wasn't he? I remember he that. Was, I always remember saying, when's, it, when's Matilda's birthday? Uh, like, uh, I was uh, like, yeah. my, my, our baby's due that day. And you were like, what? Yeah, I remember because we were that. in the kitchen at do my house. Remember, and do, uh, and do you remember when it was? Do you remember what we, what we were about to go and do? Our final Arkham Carvers gig at yeah, the time. 2nd uh, of December. Yeah. 2016. There you go. Yeah, man. That's so sad that I remember that. It's fine. Anyway. We did a, uh, we did a, we did a final this, we did a final final gig in 2019. Um, you know what? I don't class that as a final gig. Yeah, I, I class the, the final gig that we did in, in the... Uh, uh, the August bit in the old hall, that was the final gig, and then the other one was just like a little fun thing to do. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. This weekend, Gregory, uh, I have a mostly eating. Uh, <laughs> no, Max Max is going wedding dress shopping with Dorcas Obeng. Have you done all that? <laughs> but yes. Oh, I'm Dorcas, yes. <laughs> with, with Dorcas Obeng. Um, so I have got both she boys. She's, she does not listen. Oh, Come okay. on. Bye, Dorcas. Um, bye, Dorcas. <laughs> uh, so I've got both, both boys on my own for the first time. Okay, to, cool. You know, so we're going to see what happens there. Mm. Um, Fun. Sunday is Father's Day. So maybe yeah. get some sort of takeaway or something. Oh, I actually, Max said she was going to shoot my Max. Goes, I'll, cook, I'll cook for you on Sunday if you want. I'm like, yeah, wicked great. So that was earlier in the week. And then today she was like, should we get like an Indian or something <laughs> on Sunday? And I'm like, all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, and that's it really. Probably just, you know, mm. go for a walk or do something fun. You Sounds know, fantastic. The weather's not going to be quite as good, is it? But do you know what? I kind of welcome a little bit of a cool off now. Anything over 14 degrees, I'm wearing shorts and flip-flops. It's fine. <laughs> cool. I'm with you. Good stuff. With you. Good, good stuff. Password this week, Greg? Uh, let's make it... E.T. It's got to be something to do with E.T., isn't it? It's got to be an alien. Alien. <laughs> Some sort of oh, alien. <laughs> it's got to be... Or aliens. If, if, if you know any if you know any good bands um, with... Uh... <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on. That video was mint, though. Come on. Yeah, it was. apart from someone had the hood up all the time. I don't know. I don't know it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weren't you cool? That was the thing to do in like 2008 or nine or something. Yeah, you thought you were some sort of emo band. Anyway. Hey, uh... hey, hey, hey. Don't start. <laughs> um, right, yeah. So aliens, cool. let's have some aliens. Send us your aliens. Um, <laughs> send us your favourite alien. Send us your favourite alien to prove that you've yeah. got this far in the podcast. This My week. parents are aliens, everyone. Oh, God, that was a terrible problem. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, anyway. and they had a cash cool. change, didn't they? And they just like, and they wrote it into the... Like, yeah, I think the dad that. was still the same, but like everybody else changed. It's a bit weird like that. What's yeah. the dad called? 
like Martin or something. I can't remember. Anyway, but there you go. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sending us your questions. Thanks uh, for the you know, beer. Send us more questions. That'd be great. Thank you for the beer, send everybody. Send us more beer. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, that'd be <laughs> wonderful. That'd be even better. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Great. Good stuff. Well, we love get, to see you, Gregory. We've been spe- should we just mention we've been speaking to the Light Cinema again? We're going to go back there, aren't we? Yes, we, 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 have, to, yeah. we, need to, we need to get our diaries out and fix a time when we can mm. do that, maybe later in the summer. Um, but yeah, we'll sort that out. Yeah, boy. Definitely. And I still want to build to a live show with an audience. Yeah. So that would be wonderful. And I'm, I'm thinking like end of November sort of time, building up to Christmas. Maybe. Be good to yeah. do. It's worried about do the size so of this audience. <laughs> it's just like, it's just going to be a family do, isn't it? <laughs> no, I meant like, there's just going to be thousands of people. That's what I was thinking. Oh, like, right. You know, oh, the size of the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Have a lovely week. I'll see Ad- you next week. Adios, amigos. Peace.